You are listening to Defunct Games Presents Cyril Reed's Bionic Commando. Previously on Cyril Reed's Bionic Commando. After successfully defeating the evil Nas organization, Jack Markson and his partner, Super Joe, were ready to celebrate their victory. But Generalissimo Kilt and his bad terrorist group had other ideas. Using ninjas and snipers, Kilt ruined their day and kidnapped Super Joe. Thankfully, Jack was able to escape, but not before suffering some major injuries to his arm. The Federation was able to save Jack, but they were forced to remove his arm and attach a plastic bionic arm that would aid him in his quest to defeat Kilt and rescue Super Joe. In his first mission, Jack was able to dodge bullets and confuse his enemies with his bionic arm. Unfortunately, not everything went as planned, because our hero was captured by Kilt and forced to make a narrow escape. Will he be able to flee this dangerous first level? Find out now when you listen to another exciting chapter of Cyril Reed's Bionic Commando. Chapter 7 Jack gripped the transmitter tightly in his right hand. He pushed down on the speed lift button. Whoosh! The chopper zoomed straight up like a spaceship in the blue sky. Jack's ears popped like firecrackers outside his head. He hit the hover button to stop the ascend and look down. Far below, the building of Stage 1 looked like little toys. Soldiers scurried around on the rooftops, running around like nervous ants. Jack laughed at them. They'd need ground-to-air missiles to reach up here. Then Jack's grin faded. He suddenly realized that he was dangling from a hook 2,000 feet above the ground. And it was getting cold. The fingers on the right hand felt like frozen fish sticks. Jack took a deep breath and swung himself up onto the chopper's landing struts. Just when he thought it was safe, the copter tilted over at a crazy angle. Jack slid open the door to the cockpit and crawled inside. Breathing heavily, he collapsed into the pilot's seat. For a few minutes, Jack did nothing but watch a fluffy white cloud float by outside. His emotions were flipping up and down from the pressure of the mission. There was just a couple of close calls in stage one, but at least he had survived. Jack ran his left hand across his bionic arm. If it hadn't been for this arm, he would have been dead about 30 seconds into the mission. He looked at the lifelike plastic, wishing it was a real arm. Too bad he couldn't have both, the bionic powers and his own flesh and blood. Jack wondered which he would take if he had a choice, the bionic arm or the real one. He wasn't sure. Jack eased his mind back into the details of the mission. Time to get on to the next stage. He studied the map that the captain had given him. His instincts told him to go to stage 13, a neutral village called San Gennaro. Jack punched its coordinates into the copter's computer then flicked on autopilot. The aircraft zoomed off into the northeast towards the stage 13. Using the first aid kit he had picked up, Jack cleaned the gun wound from his neck. The stinging autobiotic hurt worse than the bullet itself. The wound didn't look that bad, though. Jack looked down at the dirty green commando uniform. He knew he would stick out like a sore thumb in neutral territory. 
He reached into the seat behind him to find his undercover disguise. About an hour later, the copter was hovering over neutral territory of San Gennaro. Jack looked down at the bustling village sitting on the coast of the island. Behind it, snow-capped volcanic peaks poked up through the clouds. It looked like a great place for a vacation, Jack thought. But he wondered if Kilt's army was lurking behind those innocent-looking houses. Jack switched the copter onto auto-hover, checked his parachute, and jumped out over the sky of San Gennaro. He descended into the middle of a grove of orange trees that made him think of breakfast. Jack listened to his stomach growl, and he knew that he had to find a restaurant, fast. He stuffed his parachute behind a tree and quickly moved towards the village. Ten minutes later, he ran a comb through his hair, straightened his jacket, and then casually walked through the alley into the main streets of San Gennaro. Jack surveyed the building, made of whitewashed stucco and thatched roofs. Some were draped with the flag of a neutral territory, but he knew he might just be a cover. Tourists in loud clothes roamed the streets, looking for bargains. Jack congratulated himself on his choice of disguise. He fit right in with his bright plaid jacket, sunglasses, and a straw hat that shaded his face. Through his dark glasses, Jack saw a woman in a tour guide uniform marching towards him. She had hard black eyes and a mouth painted with red lipstick. Jack thought she looked like she was Kilt's sister. He didn't trust her for one second. Welcome to San Gennaro, the woman said smoothly, giving him the once-over with her eyes. We are a peaceful village, and we stay that way because we have rules. If you have weapons here, you will be killed. Right, Jack thought. Real peaceful. He shifted his bionic arm over the gun hidden under his plaid jacket. He smiled at the woman and gave her the thumbs-up sign. I'm just here to eat, he said, walking quickly away. The cafe advertising the best pizza in the world stood a couple of blocks away. Jack made a beeline for it. He hadn't eaten pizza since that night in Buenos Aires with Joe. As he walked into the cafe, his eyes quickly surveyed the room. They came to rest on a young woman with jet black hair and an intelligent green eyes. Their eyes met and locked together. Jack casually walked by her to take a seat at the very next table. He couldn't believe Heather Willis was here. She had started Federation Spy School just as he was leaving. Since then, she had climbed through the ranks to a high position in the espionage department. The captain was going all out on this mission. Jack ordered a pizza with everything on it. He watched as Heather busily pretended to write a postcard. When his pizza came, he leaned over to her table. Miss, could I borrow the salt? Heather's eyes flashed him a smile. She passed him the salt and the palm a note under it. As Jack bit into his pizza, he read the note. Look for the flare bomb on the second story of the video arcade. You'll need them later. Jack looked up at Heather and nodded slightly as she started to walk away out of the restaurant. He would try to contact her later on via the communicator. As soon as Heather was gone, Jack began to wolf down the pizza. Somebody at San Gennaro knew how to make a good pie. 
The flare bomb would have to wait. Ten minutes later, Jack pushed open the door of the video arcade. Tourists stood out in front of the flashing video screens, feeding tokens into a hungry machine. Need a tour of the town, mister? Jack looked down and saw a pint-sized kid dressed in ragged clothing. He looked like a beggar. He had a million-dollar smile and a pair of hopeful eyes. Ah, uh, thanks, kid, but I'm a little, uh, busy now. Jack moved towards the far end of the video arcade, where he saw a flight of steps in the shadowy corner. He noticed the boy was trailing behind him. How about a shoe shine? The boy asked. No, kid, really, Jack said. I'm in a hurry. The smile of the boy's face went out like a flashlight. He grabbed the sleeve of Jack's sports coat. I can get you to find your way around San Gennaro, he said. I'm making money to buy a ticket to America. Jack looked down at the kid as he reached the staircase. He had no time for being a goodwill ambassador. See you later, kid, he said with a sharp edge in his voice. Promise? the boy asked. My name is Tiger. I promise, Tiger, Jack said. Now get lost. Jack took the steps two at a time until he reached the door at the top of the staircase. He pushed it open and walked through. The door slammed shut behind him, like the lid of a coffin. Jack had expected to see more video games. Instead, the room looked like a scene from a nightmare. It had no window and no other doors and was bathed in an eerie blue light. Jack spotted flare bombs sitting on the ledge of the far side of the room. Then he looked down at the floor. Between him and the bomb was an open pit with a sharp spike sticking out from the bottom of it. Jack was glad he'd finished that pizza. It might be his last meal. To be continued. Game Hint Find the helmet in the tunnel between stages 14 and 17. All right, now, so in most of these Worlds of Power books, uh, they, they have their own uh, little card. It's a free trading card in, inside, it says on the front cover. And so we've come to the, that point of this book where, uh, well, I'll just, I'll just read it. It says, uh, Bionic Commando World of Power book. Here's your free Worlds of Power trading card. Collect them all. Each Worlds of Power book has a different card in it with awesome playing tips for your favorite games. Well, it does indeed have a, a, a playing tip, so we're going to turn this over. And I remember this from Ninja Gaiden. It's actually printed backwards, so I need to uh, read it with a mirror. So I have a mirror right here. And uh, this, is, this is what it says. Uh, it says... Uh, for game playing hint, hold this car up to a mirror, and that's what I'm going to do right now. So here's what it says. Uh, to defeat the machine in Area 5, jump to the third ledge and shoot the gun on the generator. Well, I'm glad I held a mirror up for that. And now, an open letter to J.B. Stamper, the author of Bionic Commando. Dear J.B. Stamper, can you believe that we're already four weeks into this book? That, that means that after today, we'll only have nine more episodes to go. That, how amazing is that? Now, I hope that uh, Super Joe can survive that long. Well, Anyway, I have a couple of real complaints about this chapter, so let's just jump into it. 
Okay, so riddle me this, Batman. Which arm had to be removed in order to attach a bionic arm? In this chapter, you mentioned that Jack is rubbing his arm with his left hand, which would indicate that the right arm was removed. Yet, when you look at the front cover of the book, it's clear that our hero's bionic arm is actually his left arm. Oh, and that's how it is in the game. Just look at the original artwork we use in each week's logo. Even in Bionic uh, Commando Rearmed and the upcoming 3D Bionic Commando games, Jack Markson's bionic arm is the left one. Oh, wait, I, I get it. You aren't actually wrong. You see, you're writing a story about Jack Markson, who, who has his arm removed and replaced with a glob of plastic. You are a bionic commando, not the bionic commando. You see, the real Bionic Commando is named Rad Spencer, and uh, he's in all of the real Bionic Commando games. He's also the guy on the cover, and the guy you write about, his name is Jack Markson. And he has nothing to do with the pictures or any of the games or anything like that. So maybe you aren't really that wrong when you say that it's his right hand. And, and while we're talking about useless shit, uh, what's the deal with Jack Markson's pizza addiction? I mean, what, what is he, a mutant turtle? <laughs> First, he and Super Joe were going to eat four pizzas after completing a mission, and now he's ordered a pizza with everything on it. With everything on it? Seriously? Look, I I'm a fan of every type of pizza topping there is, so, you know, whatever ingredient, I don't know. But, but, but some ingredients don't play friendly with others. We all know that. I mean, anchovies are fine if that's what you're into, but even the biggest anchovy fan has got to admit that it doesn't go well with, I will say, pineapple. I'd, I'd hate to see how much that pizza costs. Actually, let's let's actually find out what that pizza costs. Uh, let's just choose a random pizza place here and see how much that uh, that's gonna go for. All right. Uh, let me let me get the phone here. Let's call them up right here. Let's see. Okay. It's uh, it's ringing. Okay. Yes. Hello. I'm looking to order a pizza. Right. Yes. For for delivery. Okay, it's uh, it's gonna be a medium. No, no, no. I, I don't need the sodas or breadsticks. Just just the pizza. That's fine. All right. So um, uh, yeah, I'll just have it on regular crust, I guess. Okay. So uh, okay, here here's what I want on it. A actually, w what do you have? How many toppings do you have? Uh, yeah, I I want black olives. Okay. Yeah, beef. That's fine. Yeah, pepperoni. Okay. Can uh, anchovies. Sure. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, I want ham, uh, Italian sausage, onions, yeah, green peppers, okay, mushrooms, yep, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely pineapple, and, yeah, yeah, can you put some extra cheese on that also, is there anywhere, okay, uh, maybe some Parmesan cheese also, yeah, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, that sounds great, so, uh, how much is that, okay, twenty-one fifty. that's for a medium, alright, well, uh, yeah, looks like that sounds great, I'll see you guys in a half hour, thanks. Well, there you have it. Jack Markson is going to pay well over $20 to get a weird mix of every kind of topping. I hope he's hungry. Anyway, uh, I have a pizza on the way, so uh, I'm just going to call this a, this a day, and I'll see you next week. Uh, until then, Sarah Lachelle.